Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rasu Shrestha, Chief Innovation Officer at UPMC and Executive Vice President of UPMC Enterprises. In this segment, we talk about the critical role that social determinants can play in obtaining the true patient story, why he believes improving outcomes is less about data and more about influencing behavioral changes, and how his progression to the CIO role dovetailed with UPMC's strategic framework. Another one of the issues that come up briefly in this discussion that I want to touch on a bit more is interoperability. And obviously, this is a significant challenge. And we hear people talk sometimes about it should have been baked into meaningful use. But rather than go back and try to fix something that's already happened, what do you think it's going to take for the industry to, to start to see some progress there? And I know this is a very big question. Yeah, how much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. No, um, so look, I'm a big believer in interoperability or the need for interoperability. I, you know, that was one of my charges at UPMC. Uh, and, and UPMC is such a unique environment. Sometime back at UPMC, we decided to go with a best-of-breed approach, even in our decision to go with Sarner as our main EMR in our uh, inpatient areas and EPIC, as our EMR across all ambulatory care venues across UPMC. So we have both Epic and Sarner. And we then have uh, a number of other solutions, a different EMR for oncology, a number of other solutions for our ancillary care areas. And so, you know, there's sort of this best of breed approach that we've embraced, which in many ways, much as challenge uh, as it poses to us, it's also given us an unfair advantage when it comes to interoperability. And and so what we've managed to do even in the last decade has really been we've been able to you know, get to a level of syntactic interoperability and semantic data harmonization in ways that not seen happen across the industry. Uh, we know still the, of the challenges that exist around the need for us to really take this to another level altogether. Uh, and we remain excited about that. But as much as we're seeing some of the struggles of interoperability and and, and we're seeing, you know, a level of leaning in from our vendor partners in Epic and Cerner and Altscripts and others in ways that we've not seen in the last many years. I believe that this notion of interoperability needs to, in many ways, um, veer well beyond some of the data elements that we've been looking at thus far. So we need to expand the scope when we try to talk about interoperability to include not just labs and meds and allergies and immunizations and problems and, and these documents that we're dealing with across the EMRs, these are all really, really important, the structured, unstructured documents and data elements. But I think what's also equally important is interoperability across other data elements that traditionally sit outside of the core EMRs. And, and by that, I mean um, data elements around social determinants of healthcare, data uh, elements that define the specifics of whether or not that patient will take their meds, whether or not they can afford their meds, you know, what are some of the behavioral attributes that may define adherence and compliance and shared decision-making capabilities, data elements that we have on the payer side or on claims data. So, you know, I believe interoperability really needs to be where we're able to have free-flowing data across all of these different silos and connect the data in ways that we've just not been able to do in the past to get to the true patient story, to bring their story to life, to really look at things in a longitudinal way, in, in ways that goes beyond sort of the, the specific encounter or that one episode of care that they're having. And that really is sort of the bigger challenge around interoperability is 
how do we do that? How do we get to that necessary reality of where interoperability becomes not just navigating the challenges of data elements that we've been used to within the EMRs, but really broadening that scope to a much broader area where I think care actually happens. Care happens not just within the walls of the hospital or in that clinic as we're spending maybe 20 minutes with that patient, but care happens well outside of the walls of the hospitals. And there are data elements and attributes that need to be interoperable to allow for us to have a much broader perspective of making all of that uh, much more effective and efficient across the board. Yeah. There's no easy way to address that question, so I appreciate your take on it. And uh, I really wholeheartedly agree that when we're talking about this data, it, it needs to include the whole picture of the patient, and it's encouraging to see more organizations start to uh, get more involved in incorporating social determinants into that picture. Absolutely, yeah. It, it is about building bridges. It is about connecting the dots across all of these disparate entities, uh, but it's also about converting those data elements to information, uh, converting the information to knowledge by marrying it with evidence-based guidelines and clinical best practices and protocols. Back to what I mentioned right at the offset of this uh, interview where I talked about you know, strong academic and scientific rigor, and, and then understanding the specifics of the desires and the motivators of that patient and that consumer, because I think that's really important, right? You know, I talked earlier about shared decision-making. You know, at the end of the day, it's really less about the data, and as much as we talk about interoperability and challenges around data, it's less about the data, it's really about, you know, how do we influence behavior change? And how we get to behavior change is through nudges. You know, they could be small, they could be big nudges, but it's through those nudges. And getting to those nudges um, entails us sort of understanding the specifics of drivers and motivators, whether it's for clinicians that may or may not order a specific study that may or may not be appropriate for that specific encounter, to patients who may or may not eat that pizza versus a salad. So there are many things that really define behavior and behavior change. And so we're trying to really up the game and say, hey, look, innovation isn't just about data and getting data right. It's not just about fancy charts and analytics. It really is about behavior change. It really is about those nudges. And getting to those nudges in meaningful ways really will get to the outcomes that we're really desiring across healthcare. Right. Okay. Looking at, at your own career, you, you've been with UPMC for, for several years, but about three years or so in your current role. And just wanted to ask what it was that made you interested in taking this position. And in some ways you've answered it already, but really what appeal, appealed most to you about this chief innovation officer role? Yeah, um, so yeah, it's interesting. As much as you try to bring focus on my career, I try to sort of take it beyond that and say hey, it really is about the team. And I'm not just being modest about it. It really is the definition of how even I came to my role today. It is the makeup of the team and our strategy across UPMC. You know, in my prior role, I was, the, I was the vice president for medical information technology across UPMC, and I was charged with interoperability and, and innovation and, um, and imaging. And, and it's just been sort of a natural evolution in, in that role into the role that I'm currently in. And, and it isn't any one person, like I said earlier. Even my current role is one where I may have that charge, but at the same time, the mandate is for us to work collectively and cohesively as a team across the board. When we, you know, three, four years ago, put together this strategic framework um, that positioned us at UPMC, 
take all of the goodness of what we've been doing in the last decade around uh, innovation and technology development and really try to take that to the next level, uh, we put together a strategic framework that essentially was a blueprint to say, hey, look, uh, what we intend to do at UPMC is to capitalize on all of the things that have worked at UPMC, all of the lessons learned from you know, some of the struggles that we've had as any organization would have, but to really put our best foot forward and bring together you know, multiple facets of ideation, product development, commercialization, and thought leadership um, into not just a role, but really into an effort across the board um, at UPMC and at UPMC Enterprises. And so that, that in many ways has been reflective also of my transition and my you know, journey. And I'm excited about where I am right now. I'm excited about where we are right now at UPMC. I think we're doing a lot of great things, not just for the organization that is UPMC, but also for the industry. We're trying to take some of the best practices that we're finessing here at the organization and and take it to market and sharing these best practices, whether it's through these products and attributes or, or, or through other means, thought leadership exercises and whatnot, with other organizations, both nationally and internationally. And at the same time, you know, we're trying to impact how healthcare continues to play itself out, not just within the organization and, uh, and the geography that, uh, that we influence here in Western Pennsylvania and, and more broadly, but really across the industry. We're trying to say, hey, look, Here's where things need to be from an innovation approach. So whether it's through my work as the chair of HIMS Innovation or through some of the thought leadership work that others in my organization continue to push forward with on the payer side, um, on, the, uh, on the provider side, and really across the board, we're trying to take the synthesis of these roles that you know, you're identifying and we're talking about today to be the essence of how we really move um, the entire industry forward. All right. Well, it sounds like you have uh, really an incredible team there, and uh, I'm sure it's something where everyone learns from each other. Yeah, absolutely. And look, don't get me wrong. We have our challenges. We're human beings. We're, we're a large organization that, that continues to learn. But that's, you know, that's what we pride ourselves in. We've created an environment, a culture that is not afraid to challenge the status quo, created a culture where we're able to have a safe space to fail fast and you know, hopefully succeed often. And we've created a set of capabilities and methodologies that really allows for us to tap into the broader set of resources you know, across UPMC in ways that you know, I've not seen done in other organizations because healthcare is really complex. And we're talking about things that, are of, that have a lot of gravity. I mean, we're talking about patients, we're talking about lives, we're talking about relationships. And, and when we're dealing with all of those uh, types of really sort of heavy issues, there's a lot of complexities that's associated with all of that too. So what we've done is we've created a set of tracks, set of capabilities that allows for us to circumnavigate some of those challenging areas, access to data as an example, access to expert resources as another example. And, and we've created these capabilities that really allows for us to take those, that, that speedboat approach that I referenced earlier. All right. Well, I, I could certainly speak to you for a longer period of time, but um, I think that uh, wraps up what I had for now. Um, if I have any other questions, I will uh, follow up. But I want to thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting to hear about the work that uh, your organization is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, so much for your time, Kate. I really enjoyed conversing with you, and I look forward to uh, this, uh, this podcast and interview coming out. And um, if you have any further questions, don't feel you know, shy to reach out to, uh, to me and uh, to my colleague, uh, Wendy Zeller.
Okay, will too. Thank you again All right. so much. Thanks a lot, and, uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.